Good evening, and welcome to our first Before Bedtime podcast. Being a medical student can be stressful, so we have started these so you can learn while you relax. We believe that if you make revision a routine part of your day, you can relax when it comes time for exams. These podcasts will guide you through short cases in endocrinology and diabetes. But first, let me introduce myself. Hello, I am John Saganti, the president of our society, and tonight I'm going to guide you through a case. But before we get started, make yourself comfortable, even lie down, close your eyes, and take three breaths. Let's begin. You are a newly qualified GP and a 25 year old female walks into your practice. She says that she has been having various symptoms for a few months now. She explains to you that she is constantly tired. She's hungrier than usual and even though she's been eating more, she is still losing weight. She continues to explain how anxious she's been feeling recently and that she hates the heat, but her palms keep sweating. She has now been having diarrhea and light periods. As you talk to her, you notice a large lump on the front of her neck and her eyes bulging. So what do you think this is? I'll give you a few seconds to have a think about it. That's right. We suspect her to have hyperthyroidism. In hyperthyroidism, T3 and T4 is elevated. Common sources of hyperthyroidism include primary causes such as Graves' disease, toxic multinodular goiter, and toxic adenoma. Secondary causes include pituitary adenoma secreting TSH. Also, exogenous causes such as excessive thyroxine administration or amiodarone-induced. 70 to 80% of hyperthyroidism is caused by Graves' disease, and 20% by toxic multinodular goiter. Therefore, you can suspect it is graves because it is more common in young and middle-aged women. A family history of autoimmune conditions will further strengthen the likelihood of graves. Graves' disease is an autoimmune-driven condition where antibodies are produced against TSH receptors which bind and chronically stimulate it, therefore stimulating the thyroid to produce T3 and T4. Now, can you think of how you would confirm your diagnosis? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it.
confirm diagnosis of hyperthyroidism, you need to perform a thyroid function blood test, which should show elevated T3, T4, and low or normal TSH, compared to a healthy person of a similar age. A further blood test with elevated TSH receptor antibodies will suggest that this is Graves' disease. Do you know how you would treat this? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. First line treatment is antithyroid drugs such as carbamazole or propylthiouracil, usually on a titration regime between 12 to 18 months until T3, T4 levels return to normal. However, if the patient is elderly or has cardiac problems, you may opt for a long-term low-dose regime. You can also give beta blockers to relieve symptoms while antithyroid drugs take effect. Alternatively, you may give radioiodine treatment, which is fast and effective, however is not suitable for pregnant or breastfeeding women or individuals with severe hyperthyroid eye problems. For those on this treatment, they need to avoid close contact with children and pregnant women for a few weeks. Women should have no plans to get pregnant for six months and men should not have kids for at least four months. However, there is a 70% risk of developing hypothyroidism and so patients may need to go on to thyroxine replacement for life. While full effects of radioiodine treatment work, you may wish to treat with antithyroid drugs before or after this treatment. So now, your 25-year-old patient goes ahead with these treatments. However, her symptoms returned after a few weeks of coming off the treatment. She goes back to you for further treatment. What do you think we should do? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. Yes, surgery could be used to remove all or part of the thyroid. If patient has a large goiter, severe thyroid eye problems, unable to have the previous treatments, or in this case, when symptoms return after previous treatments. However, this will lead to hypothyroidism, and so she will need to go on thyroxine replacement for life. Your 25-year-old patient is now successfully treated for hyperthyroidism and thanks you for your help. Well done. 
That concludes our first Before Bedtime podcast. Thank you for joining me tonight, and I hope you have a restful sleep. Good night.